Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Carla Dameron is a social worker, advocate, and author whose last suspense novel, The Orchid Tattoo, won the 2023 Winter Pencraft Award for Literary Excellence, the Literary Titan Gold Award, and the Firebird Award for Best Suspense. Her work, The Stone Necklace, about grief and addiction, won the 2017 Women's Fiction Writers Association Star Award and was selected as one community read for Columbia, South Carolina. Dameron is also the author of numerous short stories and the Caleb Knowles mystery novels, including Justice Be Done, the fourth in this series, which will be released this year. She holds an MSW and an MFA. Her careers of social work and writer are intricately intertwined. All her novels explore social issues like addiction, homelessness, and mental illness. Dameron and her husband live in South Carolina with their large family of poorly behaved shelter animals. Welcome to the program, Carla. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. We have to ask about your poorly behaved shelter animals. How many do you have? So we have too many. We have five. (laughs) We have uh, two dogs. We have a lab who's not a shelter animal and then a big old hound dog that we fostered in 2016 and she's still here. And we have three cats. Wow. Well, maybe the animals is the answer to the next question, but let me ask you it anyway. Tell me the most interesting thing about where you're from. The most interesting thing about where I'm from, I'm originally from Sumter, South Carolina, which is, I I live in Columbia, South Carolina now. Probably the most interesting thing about Sumter is just that it's, there's a big military base there, a big Air Force base. Mm. So I was raised Mm -hmm. with a bunch of military kids, a bunch of Air Force kids. So people Mm -hmm. will ask me about my accent and I don't have a typical Sumter accent because of that, because I was around all of these kids from all over. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. That's cool. Now, is this related to Fort Sumter? No, Fort Sumter is on the coast of Charleston. This is uh, Shaw Air Force Base. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. The other interesting thing is my mother was a theater director, a little Mm -hmm. theater director. So I was pretty much literally raised in a theater which has definitely informed my writing. I was put on stage when I was seven. Wow. Did, yeah, I did everything. I was I worked lights. I was a stage manager. I was a chorus. I was an actress, whatever I needed to be. Oh, how cool. That does sound like fun. I did not have that opportunity growing up, and I would really have liked to have been more involved in theater. It's still on my bucket list to do a musical theater production. I've done lots of pit orchestra, but not much in on stage itself. So I could see you really loving it. I think you would really enjoy it. It's (laughs) such an interesting community of people, very artistic, very free flowing, you know, you're just accepted for who you are. It it was a great environment. Yeah. I have a kid who's done a lot of theater and he's really enjoyed it. Some really good kids, some really good friends have come out of that. That's great. So tell me what is something about you that other people would find hard to believe? I flagged this question for you because I thought, oh, this will be a fun one to ask Carla. I have two things to say. One is I was a singing extra in the TV miniseries North and South back in the (gasps) 80s. Really? I watched that. I wore a hoop skirt. (laughs) 
is really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. It showed me a lot about what that life is like and how hard it is. I mean, those actors, they work so hard and you have to do the same thing over and over and over again. I really felt for just, you know, what we see on screen is so different than what happens when they're filming. That was, it was really kind of fascinating. And the other interesting thing is that my brother is a mine in Sweden. Really? That's very interesting. Tell us more about that. Well, you know, I told you I grew up in a theater family and he really got interested in mime and he majored in mime and he majored in theater in college and then wound up going to mime school in France, you know, like you do on a rotary scholarship. Hmm. And he met his wife, Medisha, <laughs> who was from Sweden. And after they graduated, they started their own little mime company in Sweden. Sweden's very supportive of the arts, unlike other countries that I know. But anyway... <laughs> So they've been doing that for 30 years or so, almost 30 years. And they have their own mine company, their own theater. They tour shows. That is really interesting. Have you been over there to see them? I have. It's beautiful over there. Mm, cool. It's so different. Yeah, it is a different world. I have a cousin who lives in Northern Europe and it, it's a very different world. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's focus in on your book, The Orchid Tattoo. I want you to tell us where this book is set and what's important about that setting. So it's set here in South Carolina. It could be set anywhere because the book is about human trafficking. And sadly, human trafficking happens mm. everywhere. I wish I could say it didn't, but it does. But I set it here because I really, one, this is the area that I know and I know how things mm -hmm. work down here. And also we have, we're a little bit of a hub for human trafficking here in the Midlands. So it, it felt an appropriate thing. Plus I like to play on the heat. You know, I said mm -hmm. it in the summer in South Carolina. So that ups the discomfort level mm. of the characters just being in that heat. So they're like, they're in a hot situation in terms of the crime, mm -hmm. but it's physically hot as hmm. well. So I, I thought that was important. I mean, summer heat in South Carolina is like a character mm. of its own. I mean, it's just has, it really informs everything. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I mean, having been in Florida last summer, it really is the only thing that you can think about staying hydrated, how much you sweat. It's, it's really quite something. So yeah, it's like, why bother doing, why bother fixing your hair when you go out? You yes. Know? I, mean, it's like, <laughs> I have curly hair. I totally resemble that. I got my hair cut yesterday and I went outside today and it was just frizz everywhere. So <laughs> I totally sympathize with that. So all of your books are around social issues. Where did you come up with the idea? What was it about this issue that was so important to you to get out in front of people? I tend to write what fascinates me or haunts me. Mm. And this is something, human trafficking is something that haunted me. I'm a clinical social worker. That's my background. And um, I was working for the National Association of Social Workers doing advocacy. Mm -hmm. And we were working on legislation to get harsher, stricter anti-human trafficking laws mm -hmm. passed. I didn't know a lot about trafficking at the time, but... Working on that advocacy role, I met survivors of trafficking, law enforcement people, the legal system people, advocates that were pulled, that are a part of this world and heard story mm -hmm. after story after story of things that happened right here around me. And they really haunted me. And I was like, I felt like 
we don't understand how prevalent this crime is and how awful it is. And I felt like this is something that I could write about. One, it's therapeutic for me to write about things that disturb me. Mm-hmm. But two, I wanted to use fiction as a vehicle to educate other people about just how this crime is manifested all around us. Well, I think that for a lot of us, we just don't even want to think about it. And so you just don't. Like, I, I know nothing about human trafficking. So, yeah. It's definitely something that fits in with your background and your work. It's a great thing. Yeah, I mean, none of us wants to know about it because it's so horrific. But I think the more educated we are, we can all play a part in ending it, Mm -hmm. you know, and preventing it as much Mm -hmm. as possible. This is a $150 billion crime. This crime makes three times more every year than Coca-Cola makes. Golly. (laughs) That was a new data for so, I mean, we can't keep looking. We, we have to stop looking away. We have to we have to combat it, face it head on. Yeah. Well, thank you for tackling the hard subject. Thank you. So tell us, what's one thing you wish you knew sooner about the process of getting published? You've been through this a few times now. Yeah, I think all writers come to understand that being a writer is really being three different people. The first person is the writer, the creator. Mm-hmm. And that is in a lot of ways, the fun part, you know, letting your imagination just grow, letting your imagination tell this, let this story emerge, you know, being the artist creating this work, that's the first person that you have to be. And the second person you have to be is the editor. Mm-hmm. And the editor needs to have a much harsher mm-hmm. eye when they're looking at the writing. The editor can't be as in love with the writing as the creator <laughs> is. You know, we have to all of that romance that we have with it when we're first doing it. But then the third thing, and this is what I really didn't understand early on, is the business person. Yeah, that's the hard part. Because once it's done and ready for submission, you are a business person. You are submitting, you are getting rejected, you're submitting again, you're fine-tuning, you're working your relationships, you're playing on social media to get your brand out. All of that, being those three people is a complicated life. Mm -hmm. And we're not all good at being all three of them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm definitely, I definitely prefer to be the creator than the business person, but I know I have to learn this stuff. I can't just say, oh, I don't do it. Right. I wish I could, but I don't get to say that. Right. Yeah. That's something that we all have to deal with. That's for sure. So let's start to wrap up here. Where is the best place for people to find you and your lovely books online? Yeah, I'm easy to find. I'm CarlaDameron.com is my website. And I'm available on bookshop.org and Amazon. And of course, you can go to your local, especially your indie bookstores and ask for it. That's always a great thing to do. And then, you know, I'm on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and all of those wonderful things. And I, lo- I love, love communicating with readers. I love it when they reach out yeah. to me and we can have a dialogue about how things are going and what they've learned about the book or whatever questions they have. I just find that fascinating. Yeah, that's almost as good as the writing process, I think. It is. You know, you feel like you have a relationship with these people that you may have never met or would never really encounter in another way. It's It's really kind of magical, I think. Yeah. All right. Very good. So in closing, let's ask you what book or story inspires you the most? What book or story inspires me the most? Oh, God, there's so many. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll say um, yeah, I've been really <laughs> wept up in the Louise Penny books, um, Armand Gamache books. I've been reading that series through the pandemic. She got me through the pandemic because I love how she's got a story arc that goes across 20 volumes, 20 different books. That's just amazing to me. And then the other person that I always recommend is the writer, Elizabeth Strout, just for narrative, beautiful flow and use of language. She has taught me as much as any degree I ever had <laughs> just from reading her stuff. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you for those recommendations. And thank you so much for being on Author Express with us today. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express but keep it interesting.